And a lot of that has to do with the quality of the water content in the cells that you have in your skin. If your cells are not plump and they're not holding on and retaining that moisture, that lattice that holds it nice and tightly is like kind of loose and it, it allows penetration of dirt and grime. This and is like bad. leaky gut for your skin. Yes, it is. Leaky skin. Leaky you have leaky skin. skin. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Uh, well, kind of is awful. It's not bad. <laughs> You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast this week. We are on our little sabbatical, our little hiatus. Our wee little sabbatical. Our wee little sabbatical. <laughs> I can't. Don't even get me to try and have an accent. It's not a thing. <laughs> That's um, my job. It's okay. And we are using this time to re-release some of our absolute favorite episodes mm-hmm. that we think y'all either need to A, re-listen to or listen to for the first time if you've joined us a little bit later in our podcasting mm-hmm. journey. And this first one is about typing your skin. This has been absolutely huge for me. All of Genevieve's advice in this episode has been very transformative for my personal journey with my skin over the last couple of years. And when she put it in this like nice bite-sized episode, I was like, okay, this is going to go off like gangbusters. And it has, (laughs) Um, but it really was the beginning of something for us on the podcast. Jen, do you want to speak to why you chose to um, have this be one of your choices for re-release? Yeah, because you guys, we have over 100 choices. (laughs) But this one was really important for me because of what I'm seeing in skin consultations. So as I'm doing more skin consultations still, so if y'all are interested, definitely figure out a way to chat with me because... We'll throw that in the show notes. Yeah, throw in the show notes. And actually, since recording this episode... I have launched a new program. It's called Skin Besties. If you want to get in on the opportunity to get special pricing and for three months, you will get weekly Voxer access to ask me anything. Once a week, I will have business hours and I will be, uh, you can catch me live. I will answer any of the questions that you have in that special thread. So you get me for three solid months and it starts with a skin consultation with me. So if you want to get in on that, I'm taking another beta group. And from now until August 30th, you can hop in on that next round. If you click on the link in the show notes, you can get on that email list to receive all the nitty gritty details and get yourself a spot in my next beta group. One of the biggest problems I see is improper skin typing or people are like, think that they're this, but they're actually that. (laughs) And so a lot of it comes down to is understanding 
you know, how your skin works through seasons, like root causes and contributing factors, things that like trigger your skin into stuff that really annoys you. And so I also find that it's also helpful for understanding like some subtypes or like variations or because a lot, you know, I mean, we've got quite a few skin typing episodes that are deep dives into each type. And if you're listening to the wrong episode, that can be a problem for like how you work with your skin and how you understand your skin. And you'd be surprised at the nuances. So, I mean, we've got episodes 54. So this is this episode that we're re-releasing. We've also got mature skin is in episode 55. We've got dry skin in episode 60. Episodes 40 and 62 are rosacea slash sensitive skin, arguably our most favorite and listened to and re-listened to episodes, I might say. Um, 65 is oily, 68 and 69 is combo, and acne is 73 and 74. Uh, and those two uh, types, the combo and acne, there's a reason why they have two episodes. There's just a lot of um, subtype or like variations or things to and or if statements. And so I found that this is kind of the place to start, you know, episode 54. Like, what type are you? <laughs> if you've gone straight to your skin type episode and skipped this episode, please listen. (laughs) These are some nuggets you need to know. (laughs) For real. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know we also have a lot of beauty counter consultants who listen to the podcast. And if you're not Mm -hmm. neither here nor there, this is an excellent episode to listen to for yourself personally in your own journey. Um, but if you are a beauty counter consultant, this is a great way to be able to help your clients and help them understand their skin. Because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, as folks in this industry, we often can also be mistyping other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this sounds like so the Enneagram true. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for real. This People is your Enneagram themselves. typing of skincare, of skin. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you guys enjoy this little replay of episode 54 of the podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah, so uh, today's episode, I'm so excited. You guys, we are starting a skin typing series. Oh yes, this Long is something. Time <laughs> this is something you guys have been asking for as far as resources go from Genevieve, and so what we're going to talk about today are why typing your skin is important and um, kind of the the ins and outs of each skin type at a very like high level overview, and then we are going to be releasing one episode for each skin type so that you can reference that and um, share it with people who it might be able to help. Um, or re-reference you know, it. Yeah, like in the past things. we've gone into like specific skin conditions and we probably will do that in the future as well. But rosacea specifically has been one of those things that you guys really responded to like crazy. It is um, almost double as far as our most listened to episode on the podcast. And so that is something. But hello, thank you. Yeah, so we're really paying attention, and a lot of the questions that you guys get are like, "How do I know what my skin type is?" And you know, what do I do once I know? And oh, there's so many and or if qualified statements. Yeah, so all of that moving forward. So basically, um, you know, our our first episode is going to just be about this overview of skin types, and then we'll go through and have an episode for each skin type. They'll probably only release one a month, so we're not just like skin health heavy for however long. Right? (laughs) We did think about that, but we're going to be. We're going to sprinkle it, but it'll be a big series, probably end up being about a five, five or six part series that we do over the next several months. So it's really inspired by you guys. It's really inspired by the things that we feel the most 
impact in at this moment I mean there's other things that you guys have really consumed a lot of and loved too but we feel like there's so much that could be said about all the different skin types because there's so much diversity right and there's so many different circumstances and things that there's a lot to say yep what better way to do it than record it in a podcast yeah and we'll get into I mean within each skin type some nutritional recommendations too so I'll be I'll be bringing that to the table for everybody um because guess what your skin is an outer presentation of what is going on inside ah Uh, Mm -hmm. weird (laughs) heavily related to hormones and environmental toxins and all sorts of things so we'll we'll dig deeper into that so let's jump in um I really want to hit home with this from the get-go knowing your skin type in in figuring out like where you want to go with your goals for your skin and making any changes knowing your skin type is so important oh yeah this is like knowing your enneagram type and personal development right it's the (laughs) same it's the same thing Mm -hmm. um and when it under comes to understanding your skin type and how it adapts to all kinds of circumstances and seasons is really huge and genevieve has taught me so much about seasonal skincare but she's also taught me about how much that changes for each skin type Mm -hmm. so you know she might give some instruction on how to change your cleansers or your moisturizers or whatever from season to season or as climate changes if you're in different areas but the truth is that also can be adjusted for each skin type Mm -hmm. Um, and then also your skin type might change over time absolutely yeah which we'll talk more about that Um, but you guys you know duh your skin is your body's largest organ what you put on it matters right true but also like the complexity and the intelligence of your skin is crazy. Oh, man. It's just as complex and intelligent as your heart, your lungs, your liver, all your other vital organs. Um, and if you're using products that are either like too harsh or um, just not right for your skin, eventually you can deal with some skin issues popping up. Or if you have internal issues, that can change the health of your skin. Um, but taking the time to learn your skin specific needs can really help you choose the right options that will balance your skin and result in healthy, like healthier skin, a more radiant complexion, like all the things that you want. And I think every person's skin is so unique and there'll be nuances and kind of give and take to each of these types as we discuss them. But there are kind of a few common skin types. I'm sure you can guess what they are um, <laughs> that can kind of help you at least identify. So this is like learning your Enneagram type, right? And then you figure out your wings after that. Yeah. <laughs> so like find out your skin type and then there's going to be some variation within that for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe seasonally, maybe as you age, maybe um, and, as and keep you in mind nutritional changes. This might blow your mind a little bit. You might have been mistyping yourself for quite some time. Oh, guaranteed right <laughs> yeah yeah so many people that I talk to they think they know their skin type and then we talk about it. I'm like oh not really mm-hmm. um so and that's actually something that I did for a very long time so this is why I want to speak to how important this is um for the longest time I had um acneic skin I thought I had oily skin because to me acneic and oily were the same thing yeah like they have oil you have acne. That yeah. means you acne have oily, acne. Acne is caused by excess oil production, which is not necessarily true, right? Mm-hmm. It's an inflammatory condition of the skin. Yes. So um, you can have dry acneic skin. You can have oily mm-hmm. acneic skin. You can have normal slash combo slash acneic skin. Oh, yes. You can have like huh? all sorts of different kinds of acne. Like there's so, oh, yeah. so many pieces of it. And so 
for me, this was actually really huge. And I've definitely talked about it on the podcast before. But for me, I have dry acneic skin. Mm -hmm. And most of my acne issues have to do with me either over drying or under moisturizing my skin. So this was a really big revelation for me when I shifted my skincare to focus more on cell turnover and chemical exfoliation, which helps with that cell turnover. I'm so proud of you right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then and then almost like over moisturizing always mm-hmm. which awesome. is not over it just is like sufficient moisture but yeah. in our head what we think is like enough moisture for our skin is often not enough and that has to do with so much of like the lack of nutrients and the foods that we eat and that's not just in our food choices that's like in the soil but also has a lot to do with grown in improper product absorption in your skin which speaks 100%. more to your cell turnover problems absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so a lot of that a lot of those issues have like I like I get breakouts sometimes but they're usually from a food that I ate and I can actually like really suss it out like I really know like, like oh, oh I did that to myself Jeez. <laughs> um, oh sugar for me yeah and there's a couple of ways you can kind of figure out what your skin type is at home and we actually talked about this a little bit in episode four way way back who back in the a day? year ago <laughs> um on uh, on healing dry skin from within that was the episode and we talked a lot about kind of oil dry versus water dry skin and how to figure it out through basically like a blot test but you can do a similar sort of thing in kind of figuring out what your skin type is just in general And so my favorite way to have people do this is actually um, bare-faced. So you cleanse your face really thoroughly with like a very mild cleanser, nothing too stripping. Um, So we're not talking like charcoal and all sorts of like something that's like kind of a moisturizing cleanser that's really mild. Mm -hmm. Um, Gently pat your skin dry and then leave your skin bare. Don't apply any moisturizers, serums, treatments, nothing. Just bare skin. Um, and see kind of what the situation is after about 30 minutes in. Yes, (laughs) suss it out. Um, Figure out like, you know, examine your cheeks, your chin, your nose, your forehead. See if you have any shine. You can kind of check it again in another 30 minutes. Sometimes this happens a lot faster than 30 minutes or an hour. It would for me. I have uber dry skin and I would know within 10 minutes. It would be tight. And same. My skin is so tight if I don't moisturize it right away because every once in a while, all cleanse and then get distracted by motherhood and then you're like oh okay um i need to moisturize my skin because it like feel like that it's so tight (laughs) um and that's actually like if your skin feels tight after you moisturize too that's a good sign that you actually need more moisture than you're giving it um or more cell turnover exfoliation or all sorts of things Mm -hmm. so there's something that's being left to be desired there um and so actually after that period of time you can kind of evaluate like if your skin feels parched like especially if you smile or make facial expressions and it feels tight um your skin is likely dry (laughs) um but you probably already know that um and then if you've got shine on your cheeks in addition to your forehead and nose then you most likely have oily skin and obviously there's lots of room in between those two places um, you could, and you, you can, could see both. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could see both. Maybe you're oily in your T zone, and you maybe you feel dry in your cheeks, or maybe you feel normal in your cheeks. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So you may have combination skin if that's the case. So if it's somewhere kind of in between those two things, you're probably in that combo skin place. Yeah, and right. So those are like the the kind of types of skin that we know of are are oily, dry normal combination and then essentially mature which mature can kind of house all of those other types too totally Um, y'all get older (laughs) y'all everybody everybody gets older (laughs) um and so you know you can kind of suss out 
where you're at as far as the spectrum of skin types go and then figure out where to move forward from there. And today we're not going to talk a lot about recommendations for each type. We're just going to go over kind of Genevieve's going to go over for us, our skincare expert. Thank God for her. (laughs) Um, Kind of defining characteristics of each type and um, maybe some possible causes or um, relationships between other things that you may have going on in the body and then some variations in that skin type that you might want to pay attention to. So maybe then you've got like these subtypes that you could throw yourself into that category and maybe get even more of a clear picture of what needs to be done. And then in these, um, the following series of skin skin type episodes, we'll be talking a lot more about what's causing this issue, what to do, what to focus on in, in what your to avoid, efforts, what to avoid, mm-hmm. yeah, ingredients to avoid, ingredients to look for, um, how to care for your skin, and then, you know, kind of some next steps for you. But one of the things I love hearing you talk about, Jen, is kind of this misnomer around combination skin mm-hmm. and how it's this like, tra- it's not really a skin type it's like a transitionary stage yeah if we're balancing combos and skin correctly you shouldn't notice that your combo that much like you might in times of imbalance but it's it's more of a i mean you can look at a combo skin as a a state that your skin is living in because it needs something Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like normal skin that's moving toward one yeah. end or the other as far as dry and oily is concerned. Yeah. Because so. in a perfect world, we'd all be normal skin, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we just know that our bodies are going to be living in certain states depending on the situations our skin are in or, or the environment, like all the things. So um, a lot of people feel that they are combo skin and that they're resigned to always being oily in their T-zone. And then they've always got weird texture everywhere else, everywhere else on their face. And I'm like, well, you know, we can work on that. <laughs> like, I would love to help you balance that as best as you can. Because the goal, if you have oily skin or you have dry skin, is to get to normal. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, all of these can kind of be looked at as this, like, transitionary state. But especially combo. Like, you're really mm-hmm. in between some space there. Yeah, for sure. So, let's talk about dry first. So, tell us more about, like, what are kind of the defining characteristics of dry skin. Yeah, I feel like I can talk about dry skin very intimately (laughs) let's do it i have such dry skin oh my goodness my skin uh i find that uh the biggest characteristic is flaky 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 like you makeup is difficult because you find that you get texture after a few hours and you're like why do i have this on my face it makes it look worse and so uh, dry skin is also that tight feeling if in a lot of people with dry skin if you have that feeling any other time than just when you wash your face like there's definitely more that can be done because that feeling should not be there right like you should be feeling supple and moisturized and all the things so that dry tight feeling anytime throughout the day is definitely dry skin um you can also notice the flaking is specifically to like the top of the brow um sometimes um around the chin um and the jawline and the cheek and things like that um another thing that i didn't talk about before is patches of red if you've got patches of red on your face or you like feel kind of ruddy like your skin looks ruddy and um more defined borders of red and just places and i'm not talking like oh you just worked out and you're red it's just i i got out of bed and i'm already red you know that's a good sign of dry skin Another thing to look for is if you find that you are sensitive to specific products, not just ingredients themselves, but 
you know, depending on the time of year, you find that you fluctuate from season to season in your sensitivity to product. That's another clear sign that you are in the dry category. So the one thing about dry skin is a lot of people are like, but why? (laughs) Why do I have dry skin? Because it feels chronic. It feels frustrating. Uh, It feels because it can be kind of a challenge to get through. It almost feels like you can't ever catch up to it. Yeah. It's like, it's like this constant, like you need to moisturize three times a day instead of twice. And like, um, but a lot of it has to do with, do you, are you oil dry or are you water dry? And can you tell the difference? We're definitely going to cover that at length in this episode. And um, when we talk about just dry skin, but we do, we do cover it a little bit in episode four, I believe. Yeah. We definitely went into oil dry and water dry. Yeah. And I talked a lot about more of the internal mechanisms in that episode about how to kind of what do we look for? Like, why is your skin oil dry versus water dry? And, how do and you- actually, that's very applicable because most of the dry skin <laughs> issues are happening because of some internal mechanism. 100%. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, but a lot of the other things that we can look for in causes have to do with your genetics, environmental factors, like what kind of um, lifestyle you're leading. Are you around a lot of pollution? Do you, are you, do you ex- get exposed to UV rays a little more consistently and all the time? What's your diet like? Hormonal changes, all of those things, climate. Uh, but dehydration is also the leading cause for dry skin. So that can also speak to a lot about your water consumption. I'm sure that comes as no surprise, but it is very important because <laughs> our body very. needs that water to be able to bind it and keep it in the skin because it is the last organ to get water really it's like the body just doesn't need it it's non-essential yes exactly yeah Yeah. and honestly and that we're always going to go back to this right minerals electrolyte balance Mm -hmm. and hydration is really important so you can't just drink a bunch of water and be like hey i'm fully hydrated it's like no you need minerals to enable water to cross the cell barrier that was for nutrition changer for me <laughs> so you you really can't be truly hydrated without minerals and this is why like your diet and your hydration is crucial in your skincare <laughs> like yeah. this, this matters this is like building blocks right people <laughs> literally like cells are building blocks <laughs> <laughs> This is how it works. Yeah. And then, and that's um, water dry and then oil dry is, you know, a different situation, but Mm -hmm. you know, that's a whole nother, like, do we need some gallbladder support, digestive support? That's, are you breaking down your fat? Is it being turned into those building blocks for cells that you need for high quality cell membranes and all that kind of stuff? So, and I got to say guys, like over (laughs) some serious concerned effort over figuring out my body from the inside out, I was both. Mm-hmm. I was just dry, 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 just dry, 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 dry. Also oh, same. Yeah, also same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very possible to. Well, yeah. Another couple things you mentioned as far as defining characteristics go in our conversations is like chronically dry lips. Yes. And I deal with that too. And I definitely notice when I'm dehydrated, like water dry. That's the first I, thing to go for yes, me. Yes. I was like, woo. When I my lips start when to When I'm get like stingy. starting to have to put a lot of lip balm on, like there's, there's something going on. I don't know if you guys experience this if you have dry skin. When you get to the point where your lips are starting to feel kind of stingy on their own that's that's when I'm like emergency status where's my minerals yeah (laughs) and and then another thing that I experience when my skin I'm dealing with dry skin it's just a little more sensitivity to active ingredients or just specific products yeah winter time's tough for that because there's so much going on externally you've talked a lot about like pulling out a toner during the winter months Mm -hmm. and just focusing on like healing and hydration Yes, 100%. That is probably the number one thing I can recommend for most 
skin types is take a look at your actives especially for dry skin though well and it, it seems like a lot of the recommendations that might come for winter skin are just good for dry skin period Truth. regardless everyone's of what. drier everyone's drier in the winter yeah everyone yeah. So if you have dry skin anyway, like you really got to double it. It's kind of like oily skin in the summertime though. Like my skin loves summertime. My skin loves that like extra moisture content, like the less dehydration mm-hmm. and oily skin's going, why? You know, it gets a little more, more oily in the winter, in the summer, and then you get to winter and it flip flops. So it's like, there's, there's definite things you can do to be able to help both in their respected seasons. Yeah. So what are some more um, causes? Some more causes are have a lot to do with um, what kind of things you're taking in. Like, are you are you on a diuretic? I mean, I know I've had some skin consultations lately where they're prescribed a diuretic for their conditions that they're working with. And so it changes how we deal with the skin topically. So, I mean, it depends on are you on a medication that can be which I honestly think that that is something that is not talked about enough is take a look at medication. Take a look at your medication ask your doctor, do a little research on the type of medication you have, and you might find that a lot of them will be more drying than you probably thought. And you guys, birth control is in this category. True. Just gonna <laughs> put it, Truth. We'll put it right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there. There's a reason why a lot of, a lot of women experience ex- like a lot more acne on birth control or no acne on Ooh, birth I got control. To say about that. Right? It's like it's the you're it's a huge it's a hormonal shift, you know? Yes, 100%. So, and I also have to mention too from like a nutritional perspective when we're talking about diuretics, not just like the pill, like right alcohol and caffeine mm-hmm. and you know black tea, like caffeinated teas um, those are all diuretics. And so those are things that you really need to pay attention to your consumption. Make sure you're getting like half your body weight and ounces of water per day, plus a little bit more. And that'll help really address that. That's like first step. That's your first step. If you yes. got dry skin, that's your first step. Just first step. evaluate that water consumption. Yes. And throw some pinches of high quality sea salt in your water a couple times a day, a little bit of lemon, little bit of some trace minerals, all the good things. That's the first thing that I do when I know I'm dehydrated. I mean, I have several signs that I look for. It really is a preventative measure, though. Oh, yes. And yeah, it's the first thing I reach for because I'm like, oh, I realized that I haven't been participating in the preventative measures for it so dry skin yeah there's there's a lot more that could be said but we'll have a whole episode on it what about some variations um variations you can absolutely see this surprises people you can absolutely have dry acne prone skin that's me yeah right example right here and a lot of that has to do with the quality of the water content in the cells that you have in your skin if your cells are not plump and they're not holding on and retaining that moisture that lattice that holds it nice and tightly is like kind of loose and it it allows penetration of dirt and grime and this is like leaky gut for your skin yes it is leaky skin leaky leaky skin skin. (laughs) that's awful (laughs) uh well kind of is awful it's no fun because it because most people that have dry acne prone skin are using acne products and it is literally the last thing that you need Oh my gosh, I used to use all of the astringents and oh yeah, scrub the the apricot scrub oh and the clean gosh, and make me cry. clean and clear <laughs> pore scrub, noxema. plastic <laughs> microbeads, noxema, oh also like uh, the Menthol, astringent pads, peppermint. the pads. You know, oh, that gosh. like you wipe it off. And they're oh, usually my textured. Ooh, oh, my yeah. poor skin. I think I did. I did nothing but physically exfoliate my skin. I think and that's not be- and not moisturize oh. because it was <laughs> like, oh, if you have acne, 
and every they, they just put it in your head it's like especially if as teenagers you have, right if mm-hmm. you have acne well you really don't want to be putting moisture on your skin yeah, everything should make be oil worse. free right oh gosh oh, gosh it crossed my eyes so hard just now <laughs> your skin needs oil yes our skin needs oil and, and that water. that was a really big actually using facial oils were a very big transformative thing for me you know what's interesting about that is that this is where skin typing becomes incredibly important if you are oil acne prone that's not what you need <laughs> so it's like understanding where those character characteristics lie and yes. what that means are so important but i will tell you right now a very mass majority of the people that I've seen for acne are actually dry acne. Amen, sister. Mass majority. And you're becoming acneic because you're over drying your skin and your sebum production is going out of control or you're getting trying to protect yeah or you're getting bacteria that's hanging out on the skin because you're not you're not getting any cell turnover like your cells will not turn over if they're not hydrated yes they will just turn into a crusty like flaky yeah so if you have a lot of texture Mm -hmm. not just like i think the hard thing for me is i I didn't know i had dry skin because i don't have flaky skin yes with the exception of my nose sometimes Mm -hmm. um but i i got i would get texture yes and i'd be like oh Okay, well, what does this mean? I must have acne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yes. yep. Yes. There's a massive difference between milia, which is like the white, almost clear, like bumpies, and uh, small breakouts that come to a head that are red. That's a breakout. I mean, that's a bacterial mm-hmm. breakout, whereas the first one has no bacteria in it. It's just like a hard a lot mass of lipids and skin cells that have like almost like <laughs> calcified is the wrong word but kind of you know gotten hard like that and then you get that cap of skin cells over the top of it and it's like genuinely depending on the depth of where that is and the intensity of how hard that is sometimes you need a professional to go in and extract it mm-hmm. like to get it out like literally like cut it out and it's like not like a cyst because it doesn't sit deep it's very very superficial it's very surface but depending on some people but if the outer skin is so thick because those cells have built up yes because they're not sloughing off then that can cause an issue i used to get like a pretty decent amount of milia like along the very top of my cheekbone Mm -hmm. so like i was like i can never wear highlighter because i have all the texture (laughs) yeah Um, i remember that but after the resurfacing peel like using the beauty counter resurfacing peel that's been a really big game changer for my dry acneic skin yes because it's made all my other products absorb so much better and I don't get new milia at all. For sure. So that's Well, then the awesome. next variation on there is, so like I could do a whole episode on dry acne because there's so much to say, but the, the next we variation. May. We might, honestly, you guys let us know. Uh, the next variation I want to talk about is oil dry or water dry, like either one of those. And they present themselves slightly differently. Oil dry comes across as, first of all, you don't produce oil. Like your face never feels oily. You've most likely got the flakes going on because the the that the fat lipids are what kind of bind things and keep them plump and keep them um, lubricated almost. So if you're oil dry, you're most likely experiencing more flakes. If you're water dry, you're gonna you're there's not gonna be buoyancy to your skin cell. Like your your skin's gonna feel less. You're gonna feel like you you look and feel older than you are mm. when you're water dry. Like there there's different tests you can do like pinching your forehead together. If you if you're water dry, you pinch your forehead together and let go. The, the any ridges that were formed will stay longer mm. i'm both it's fun i was gonna say she just pinched her forehead and her little line stayed a little bit yeah <laughs> i know I'm, i work on it seriously like daily some days it's better than others i think it depends on how good i'm doing with my 
um, water intake and so the one one of the reasons why that works on your forehead is because there's not a lot of like fat tissue yeah. or any sort of tissue in between like your bone and your skin yep um and so there's mostly just like water moving through that right yep and absolutely. hydration there's less um, complication than that one area. of the one of the tests we do for hydration in um nutritional therapy is along the shin bone hmm. and you put your your thumb into your shin um with a decent amount of pressure and you pull it back and if it gets back and gets plump like you're Same hydrated concept. yeah and yeah. if it stays as like an indent like we got to look at hydration and yep. few, there's a few other factors too. Oh, that's a cool that. one. I haven't heard I that one. That. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. The last variation I want to talk about is dry slash reactive slash sensitive. That all kind of goes together. Like, so if you find that your skin, you're just like, oh, this, this product was too much for me. I either got itchy, I got red or throughout the day, I just felt like my skin felt uncomfortable. Like I just felt, um, irritated because of product then you most likely fall in this category even if you don't see the flaking because that breakdown of the 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 barrier of your skin of being and having it be slightly broken like the leaky skin we were talking about absolutely is part of this reactive sensitive because what happens is the product actually penetrates deeper than it normally would or should otherwise and there's no fat because those junctures aren't like tight right they're loose and there's no fat lipids to buffer those those sensitizers Mm. and products are formulated to work with skin you know and so if your skin is missing some of its foundational efforts it's gonna react that's weird. so interesting i and this is another reason why i didn't know i had dry skin because i didn't have flaky skin right but i definitely definitely had like that reactivity and sensitivity to like even high quality like good anti-aging probably especially high quality uh-huh uh-huh they <laughs> penetrate and they like do the work right yeah 100 percent. okay oily is next Ooh, oily okay so this one's fun for me because um oily gets overtyped too much right like there are very few people very few people in north america most likely <laughs> that have truly oily skin because oily skin is not just oh i'm oily by mid-afternoon it's like well there, there's a lot more that could be said about that so truly understanding if you are oily skin or not i i love helping people skin type themselves when they think they're oily um when i was in the med spa world i actually loved when i came across somebody who truly had oily skin because i felt like there was just so much to say about it (laughs) whereas people that thought they did but they don't i was like okay it was like a re-educational experience you know of like okay this is where you're at but some of the defining characteristics of truly oily skin is large pores on the nose and i'm not talking about just seeing your pores everyone can see their pores dry skin too yeah, when she started to say this, I was like, this might be me. And she's like, no, honey, no, like no, you're no. not. <laughs> Dude, like large pores. Like if you were standing about a foot away from somebody and you felt like you could take the pin, a pinpoint and pin where their pores are about a foot away, those are large pores. Yeah. That, that's, that's some large pores. And there's actually a difference between swelling in the skin that makes the pore more defined and a truly large pore like dilated pores yeah like truly large pores and the reason why they are so big is the body is pushing out so much sebum so much oil opens that up more. it stretches the pore and so it's painfully obvious when you see somebody with large pores that they have oily skin and if somebody's like i have oily skin and i look at them i can <laughs> it like, almost feels like a magic trick i make no you don't <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? You're like, no, no, no. Uh, but also some of the things to look for, oily skin looks, actually they carry their age very well. People with oily skin tend to have more protective measures naturally to their skin. So they're uh, more protected from pollution, um, free radicals, like the body, that's the body's protective measure is oil. So most people that have oily skin have a lot to do with their ancestry and a lot of it has to do with what part of the world did their body naturally need that protection you know so we see a lot of people that have um i mean they just traverse the years with grace like they've just got very few fine lines their skin is supple that sort of a thing. So um, another thing to look for is that their makeup just slides off the face. This is absolutely true. Somebody who truly has oily skin, when they sit in my makeup chair and I know they have oily skin, I'm like, okay, I, I, I know what's happening here. And the thing is, it's true. When somebody has oily skin, you can't over dry it. If you prep it too hard, it will make it worse. <laughs> so it's more of that you have to be careful about what products you use. Of course, prep the face pro- appropriately, but drying the skin doesn't work for any skin type, really. It doesn't. <laughs> so it's about supporting it in the way that it needs to. Um, something else to look for is oilier skin is also, um, they are prone to post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation or PIH. That is where you will see dark spots that um, have come after a breakout or an injury. Um, usually the skin will pigment a little deeper where there's been any like m- big, small injury. Um, that can also be UV exposure. It's difficult for them to like they'll, they'll, their tans last longer, that sort of a thing. That's a little more indicative of oily skin. Um, interesting enough, oily skin is not always indicative of acne. So as we were stating earlier, acne is truly an inflammatory condition more than it is an oily skin condition. Those do not go hand in hand. They're a little different. This is why often when people go for acne based skincare lines, they go for the one that's labeled like for oily skin. And I'm like, no, there's a lot of qualifying questions that need to come there. A lot. <laughs> like a lot. Like, well, let's, let's, let's back it up a little. Very few people actually need a pure start to finish acne like line. And it's totally there. They, there are people. A hundred percent. But yes. what's interesting, especially if you look at the beauty counter, counter control line, they have, it was very smartly formulated. They have a great cleanser. They have a prep, like a toner. They have a treatment for people that are having an issue because oily skin absolutely can have problems with bacteria because that oil protects the bacteria. So it needs the treatment, but it's a treatment, meaning as needed, not every three days, not every day, not every, not even once a week, even if you needed. It's a treatment, you know, and then it's got a true moisture protective measure just for that skin type because like oily skin doesn't really need as much moisture it needs more like uh let's tell the skin it needs to be chill it needs to be calm it doesn't need high actives it's you know what i mean so it, it's interesting how people choose to um pull their skincare it's always a little more culturally based than it is in like what kind of skin type you are that's really interesting um, some of the other things to talk about are causes, actually. Um, I already kind of covered this a little bit, but it's really about due to genetics, environmental factors, such as lifestyle, diet, that sort of a thing. Sometimes oily skin can truly become start from over drying the skin, especially in our teenagers. And what happens is, is we over dry it, over dry it, over dry it. And those pores get stretched out and we kind of induce a state of oily, you know, and it can last 
for as long as until our hormones change. And then our body forces it to go into a different state. Because as we, especially for women, as our estrogen levels drop and we get older, and especially going through menopause and our estrogen levels are low, uh, our, our moisture content drops. Which people with dry skin is not the greatest. I'm, I'm kind of like, ha, huh, okay. I'm not looking forward to it. But at least I understand what to do with it now. So <laughs> there is that. There are a couple variations that I want to cover in this one. It's really just straight up oily skin or you're going to see oily acne prone skin. Um, the interesting thing about the oily acne prone is actually more of showing you what kind of advanced, like what stage is the oily skin in if it's producing so much oil that it's protecting bacteria. Because we all have bacteria on our skin, right? We can't and we shouldn't get rid of all the bacteria on our skin. But if we have too much bacteria on there, the oil will actually protect it. Oil is incredibly good at protecting things when there's enough of it. And so if we have bacteria on the face, it's going to protect it and it's going to keep it from getting washed off. It's going to keep it from getting exposed to treatments. And it's and so it's important that sometimes you do have to cut through the oil to be able to get treatments where it needs to go. But um, by no means does oil cause acne. It's more bacteria and inflammation cause acne. So and the oil is like almost like makes it complicated. Sealing it in mm-hmm. complication of <laughs> acne. <laughs> The answer is always, it depends. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So true. <laughs> okay. What about normal slash combination skin? Cause this is one that has like, there's a lot of myths we're going to have to bust through with this one <laughs> Yes. when we do like a whole episode about it. But what are some defining characteristics of like normal and combination skin? Okay. Normal. Some defining combination or defining definition of this is normal combination skin is often experienced with dryness, usually at the top of the brow and on the cheeks. Um, where normal tends to have a well-balanced moisture, like T-zone, like they're not going to be flaky there. They're not going to feel overly, you know, oily, but they're going to be like, yeah, sometimes around dinner time, I feel kind of shiny or in certain circumstances, I feel shiny in those areas. Um, a lot of times normal to combo skin have texture around their hairline and, um, sometimes top of cheekbone, uh, definitely along the jawline as well. And, I find that combo skin to slash normal skin has the the most the biggest complaint they have is that it's like when I put makeup on it's like everything's worse everything's like the texture's worse and then I got the oil and then it's kind of like why am I doing any of this in the first place um so I find that combo skin usually is a cause of over drying truth be told a lot of time combo skin is a common is because somebody got a breakout which is totally understandable. It happens, especially if there's like food things going on in the body. Like, cause food could absolutely like stir a breakout that's going, going to happen. And somebody goes, I need to dry my skin. <laughs> so the body goes, I'm going to send oil, <laughs> but it doesn't because it's, um, the pores are not large enough in other parts of the face. It only really happens in the T zone. Um, something else that I can see is pretty typical is that the cheek area, and the top of the forehead get neglected pretty heavily with skincare. And so that's when the texture starts to begin. And because as we get older, our skin starts to slow its cell turnover rate. That's the first thing to go is slow, slower cell turnover rate and collagen production. But we'll see less, um, obviously more texture in those areas for sure. And you'll start to see that drying products make everything worse. So somebody will try a new line that's supposed to be balancing which sometimes is translation for dry you out <laughs> like so you see the word balance really look at it carefully 
so be like what do you yeah, mean balance? that's a good point yeah i so i have i probably am in the dry slash i tend toward kind of this combination area sometimes depending on the yeah, season and everything and one of the things that i find that really helps me is when i am treating a breakout i really treat each of those like lesions as individual pieces of skin so i will do my normal skincare routine i'm not under moisturizing i'm not changing much as far as like dealing with the inflammatory breakouts and man that a a great spot treatment like the sos spot treatment from beauty counter yes so i will do my all of my skincare and then i will take like a makeup remover wipe and remove the skincare from like the very itty bitty center pinpoint like pinpoint and just to make sure the salicylic acid in that that treatment is is penetrating through because i've got like i got like treatment i got i got serum i got (laughs) oil i got got moisturizer there's all sorts of things on there so i just i and that helps that that one little spot get taken care of but i'm also making sure i'm moisturizing like right around it oh yes because what happens in, in that situation is that the if you were not careful about exactly where we put those, those treatments are supposed to do their job. They will dry you out. And all you need is like a pinprick of product too. Yes. It's literally just like the top of the mountains, what we call it. You know, those like Q-tips that you have, like the pointy end. I take that and I put it in my, my acne spot treatment and just dab it in that one little area. And I'm also not touching it with my finger, which is always good. Yeah. That's kind of nice. I also tell people you literally can take the end of a pin, take the top of it, grab a little product and dot 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 yeah and like if if that's like you can use your finger it's just a lot harder because you can't see right well i over. have a toddler who likes to help me with my skincare so i'm not bringing a pin toward my face in any way <laughs> does he really put stuff on your face oh he helps me with the containers and that's stuff adorable I'm he like, also helps my product <laughs> yeah. wow he helps me with my makeup too in the morning oh my god that's adorable i i'm again like don't touch my stuff <laughs> i let him i let him like my cream base like my um highlighter sticks and stuff like that i let him like put it on my face and Aww. then i blend it out oh um, that's so cute. and he likes to play with my brushes which honestly makes me clean them a lot more often because i don't that's want him true. to have a bunch of stuff on his hands or face or whatever or you want his stuff to get on your stuff exactly that was that's <laughs> more, more the motivation because i'm not really worried about the products i use right i use healthy products and so i'm not really worried about it so okay <laughs> so as far as like variations of this skin type go i feel like there's a huge spectrum right? yeah mm-hmm. but in general like what are the variations of this yeah. skin type this, like Cassie was saying, this can totally vary pretty broad, but really it's normal. So you find yourself having a pretty even balance. You have times where you're more oily or times where you're more dry, but you kind of, for the most part, are pretty normal. Um, there's people that are combo that are truly oily in their T-zone, feel somewhat normal to dry everywhere else. Then there's also the combo acne prone. Those are the people that see a lot of breakouts on their chin, their mouth, their nose, in between their brow, those areas, that's typically where combo acne is going to see their breakouts. Sometimes they can see the breakouts in their cheek because they're so dry that their skin barrier is not can't do its job. And so that, that can actually be a part of it. Uh, but there's a lot to say about each type. But those are the general variations of each for combo normal. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Cool. And now we've got mature left. Yeah, so mature. We we went back and forth about whether we needed to include this one, but I feel like this one's necessary because this really applies. Most people have a pretty even playing field on their skin after postmenopause. So this really is like a huge category of women. Like, well, even like postpartum, I feel like my skin mm-hmm. changed so much and yeah. it became a lot more normal, weirdly. Yeah. Um, 
And it actually changed a lot after I stopped breastfeeding. Oh my gosh. Me too. Because my body was like, oh, oh you're, you're getting done. nutrition again. Cool. I know. Breastfeeding like, sucked me dry. Oh, they get everything they need straight from your body. I wish I would have known what I know now. <laughs> I even knew it and it was still hard. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's almost like you need somebody to take care of you that knows all of it. <laughs> you know? So true. Oh, okay. So mature skin. Some of the characteristics to look for are um, fine lines around the eyes, uh, the lips, the, the lip lines will go more up and down, whereas the ones around your eye kind of fan out around the corners. Um, um, crow's feet. Crow's feet. Yes, ma'am. Yep. And then between the brow. So like those 11 marks that people talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then smiling lines near um, kind of they're called the nasal labial folds, but the lines that you get from like your nose in that C shape down to your chin. And then also if you squeeze your eyes shut and, you know, you squeeze them really tight and then let go do you bounce back pretty quickly <laughs> it'll over time that will become less and less and that's part of it and also the vertical lines in your forehead are also other things to look for as your skin starts to mature most people know this <laughs> <laughs> i think this is why i'm just gonna plan on having bangs for the rest of my life <laughs> i have a very expressive forehead oh girl there's a reason why i choose to do botox because my wow. forehead I don't think I could stop. I did try because I didn't do Botox for 10 years. So I tried. <laughs> so some other things to look for um, that you'll get a little more freckles. Maybe your age spots. Um, age spots are a little more darker around the corners, around the edges and a little lighter in the center. So some people ask me, like, what is the difference between a freckle and an age spot? Because sometimes freckles can all gather in like a lot of them in one spot and they kind of look like age spots but they're really just a lot of freckles um but you'll notice more pigmentation as you get older um when your skin is maturing so those are some of the the major things to look for your skin also will get drier as you get older which is just a sign that your body is done making certain cells and some of the um, just things are starting to break down a little bit so the whole point of like anti-aging skincare is to support those processes and things that are happening a big issue with aging skin is lack of cell turnover yeah right for new new skin cells you're getting less the rate is slower Mm -hmm. so any kind of skincare that will um speed up cell turnover stimulate just a little bit stimulate production that's good yep for sure for sure some of the causes um are things that you probably already know but some of the ones you're getting old yeah (laughs) chronological aging people it's a real thing yeah you literally can't pause the time unless you have oily skin so uh photo aging though is a really big problem you hear people talk about uv damage all the time but it is much more serious than you think like it's it you absolutely can prolong your age on your like how it looks if you are more careful air uv exposure and the protection and all of those things anyone else lamenting their tanning bed experiences (laughs) as a a 15 year old because i am oh man there's so many times where i'm like okay well i'm really lucky that like i kind of realized it Mm. no i didn't really realize i was just like this is a lot like making time for this yeah no it's like a, a crazy hobby but it was I, like a little hobby. It is. It was like trying to keep up with it. And there was, I don't know, I think there's, I, for instance, so my mom is in her mid 60s and she had a heat stroke when she was in high school and she also had really severe seasonal allergies. So naturally she spent less time outdoors, out not being outside because it was very problematic for her. And she has 
and she was very very good about her sunscreen application for her entire life because it always felt like life or death for her in situations Mm. (laughs) and it wasn't just like oh I want my skin to be pretty it was I would like to be able to go back outside again tomorrow so I better take these protective measures and things and she has stunning skin for her age like she doesn't even realize but she gets around other people her age and she's like oh (laughs) I I actually I think my skin is doing okay and I'm like your skin is doing okay super good so between chronological aging to the photo aging advanced glycation sounds so fancy (laughs) but it's so true so like glycation of tissue is like hardening Mm -hmm. almost calcifying of tissues yes and when you have glycated tissues they're a lot less accepting of nutrients in Mm -hmm. they also don't hang on to them well they don't communicate well cell to cell so this is like in if we're talking about like glycating cells in like atherosclerosis like heart disease yeah this is where you get plaques in your arteries because of advanced glycation yeah and so this is where we talk like this is the really interesting part about aging ages advanced glycation end products i'm such a nerd it's i love so this nerdy. <laughs> i love it so much um, so i mean through that whole process one of the things that's really interesting we actually talked about this in episode four with the oil dry versus water dry i think maybe episode three too um is that there's a really really strong body of evidence out there as to like skin health is and and essentially like serious premature aging happens in those who have blood sugar issues yeah and this is what happens when you the glycation is essentially uh, a a process that happens in your cells down the road from excess insulin production excess insulin circulating in the bloodstream etc and so um it's it's not like a clear line between you know when your cells are not glycated and when they are but it's all a blood it's 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 foundationally a blood sugar issue yeah um and when you find that people who have like type 1 type 2 diabetes um anything kind of in the realm of blood sugar insulin resistance like it really does affect your skin yes um and that it just goes back to like we got to get back to eating like foundational nutrition in order to support the body so anyways i can really geek out about oh we're going to advanced glycation so i'm excited yeah i can't wait i'm excited i know this 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 one's coming soon so you guys are gonna get to experience this one sooner than later but a lot of the advanced glycation and also free radical damage which are a lot of environmental factors I, i could do almost a whole episode on free radical damage um have a lot to do with the structure of the skin so when people start to talk about like the breakdown of collagen and the breakdown of our our cell structure itself like how it's using nutrients and things like that that's what advanced like glycation and free radical damage are talking about um one of the other causes is lack of hydration um also part of that is having a skincare routine that aids the process that your skin's not doing so well anymore with um but really, the lack of hydration is something hopefully we can address within skin, every skin type because you can see problems within all of them because every skin type needs the water just like it needs the oil. So, yes. And then what about variations of mature skin? Uh, variations on mature, mature skin it really have to do with what degree are you seeing problems in what area. Like you can have um, a lot of hyperpigmentation. You can have a lot of fine lines. You can have a lot of... Uh, a lot of some of the other things that you'll see are a breakdown of the skin in some areas versus others. I mean, they've seen this in some of the um, interesting, one of the more interesting ones is um, truckers that spend a lot of time with one side of their face out um, oh. in a window. 
Like it is literally like you could draw a line straight down their face and it's the side that's been exposed to the sun for decades. I mean, and they roll down their window. I mean, everything. And the, but that's the thing fascinating. Is, is you don't even have to roll down your window. No, it, you don't. It no. gets right through. Yes. There's certain rays that get blocked by the window, but the ones that age you get through. <laughs> fun, right? Great. Yeah. yeah, fun. We need like a special shade. Oh, yeah. For the window. I would be fine with that. Or just wear your sunscreen. Safe sunscreen, please. <laughs> yeah, people don't think about wearing sunscreen while you drive. Yeah, your hands. You guys, your this hands. This goes for people who just like drive a lot for their job too, mm-hmm. not just truckers, right? Your hands and your neck get neglected the most. Even the most con- like concerned person over their photo aging of their face usually forget their neck and their hands. I can't even tell you how many hand treatments I did in the med spa. Hmm. Like, cause your I'd hands- like some hand treatments done. I definitely see some aging. My hands look older than the rest of my body, I feel like. My hands have always been wrinklier than the rest of my body, but it's genetic. You should see my mom's hands the same way. Same thing. I just have, look at all those lines in my hands. Oh my gosh. Like, but they don't, I don't know. It's just a genetic thing. <laughs> so yeah. really that's just, and the variations really are just where is your body needing the more support in those different symptoms and things that you're seeing in chronological aging. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, and I'd love, I'd love to chat about sensitive skin really quick too, because I think, um, a lot of this, a lot of the chat around sensitive skin is, it's kind of a misnomer. Like sensitive skin is, I mean, it's kind of a thing, but it's kind of not really a thing. You get, (laughs) well, you just get sensitivity when you have an imbalance in the skin. Yeah. When you don't have that moisture support. So like a lot of people come to us when they're looking for skincare stuff, either like beauty counter related or Jen's doing some sort of consult with them. And it's like, well, I have highly sensitive skin. It's like, everybody has sensitive skin. (laughs) yes you're sensitive to garbage ingredients like that's part of it too right Mm -hmm. so so much so many people out there who think they're sensitive they're actually sensitive to things that are harming their body right which is like everybody should be sensitive to that i hope so um but i will say like you know i when you have skin that you feel like has a lot of sensitivities you managing that can be kind of a challenge and it takes pretty considerable time and effort to determine like which ingredients are causing inflammation and irritation for you specifically in this period of life. Yes. Um, and it really, I cannot recommend enough, like making the process easier, introducing like new formulas and new products one at a time. Spot, spot testing is really important and um, great places to do that are inside of your forearm, like kind of toward your wrist, um, behind the ear, and then along the jawline are great places to test things and see and make sure that your skin isn't flaring up at all. And then if you don't see any flare up, you can test that on your whole face. But a lot of people who have sensitive skin kind of step into like revamping their entire routine. And it's like, no, 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 you need to change one thing at a time. As much as I would love to sell you, hundreds of dollars of skincare (laughs) like what I would love more is for you to get the results that you're looking for right so that's really important I think is just kind of being patient with that and and you know taking some time and I I do really want to say like it's really you guys you guys know how passionate we are about the Craptus and personal care products it is not enough um to look for labels that identify formulas as like non-irritating or non-sensitizing and they're free of parabens and fragrances and mineral oil and sulfates and phthalates and all sorts of things like it it goes deeper than that because you can still have sensitivity to high quality great ingredients absolutely um i'm really sensitive to caffeine i can't do caffeine based eye creams they just don't work for me Mm -hmm. um i get irritation that part of my skin like the moisture barrier still hasn't quite 
kind of come together. Mm-hmm. And so I just get more sensitivity there. So I'm mindful of that because I know I've, uh, when I've tried a new eye cream, I always make sure it's the only thing I'm changing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I test it in other places too. Now, having said that, I think it's really important that people know that because everybody, not everybody, a lot of people try to do their skincare on their own. They think I'm going to just I'm going to I'm going to fix my skin is how they're, you know, same with the nutrition. I'm sure. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. It's OK to get professional help. <laughs> yes. Like I, I really want to make sure that people know that you can trust a professional to help you switch out like an entire skincare line, but they're going to do it thoughtfully. Yeah. Like when I have somebody who comes to me and they've got um, they've got super bad acne breakouts right now that are active that's a sign that they're reactive they're inflamed and i'm like okay we're gonna take this from a really like we're gonna like calm it down yeah we're gonna calm this down and we're not gonna do anything that's going to hopefully flare you and the other thing is is that i'm i'm very aware of what could cause issues and what may not cause issues and how okay well we really need this to happen so we're gonna make sure we do this too yes and so but that's why you get people with certifications and people that are like that make that their career so don't feel afraid to to reach out to a professional in this in a situation where you're like I just I'm so frustrated (laughs) like I just need more but if you're trying to do it by yourself do yourself a favor and just step into it so you can accurately especially if you really want to just I'm just going to do everything I can I had recently had a skin consult of someone who did an excellent job of sleuthing things out just for themselves really terrible breakouts, frustrating, like painful, frustrating breakouts and um, did a really great job, got to the point where their active breakouts were gone, but they still had a lot of things that they wanted to work on with inflammation, redness, that sort of a thing and came to me with like, I mean, like a, a journal of like, I tried this, this happened. I tried that, this happened. I went to this, this happened, whether it was good or bad. And I, I mean, I, I was so blown away at their ability to document (laughs) that I appreciated it so anytime you want to go to a professional having all the knowledge you can behind how you your body reacts to certain ingredients in a certain situation certain time of the year can really be very telling about how to help you be the most successful to get to that next step Mm. in your skincare regimen I love that it's really helpful well and you guys Jen's not going to plug herself so I will (laughs) she does skin consult so um, I'll put the I'll put the link in the show notes for you guys to um, reach out to her and get some professional advice like even for those of you beautiful people who work for you know work with us um, alongside beauty counter like just because you are selling the stuff does not mean that you know how to deal with your own skin issues (laughs) this is what I've learned right yeah and so and actually like learning a lot about my skin through you has helped me a lot to help other people I've been told that before I love that oh it's huge it's absolutely huge so make sure you guys book a skincare consult with Jen she'll throw you a quote and tell you kind of what you need as far as the time goes and everything and and get that set up yes um the last thing I want to talk about is just like your skin type can change over time and we kind of alluded to this when we first started the episode but our like our skin's needs change so much and stages of life right hormonal changes as women we see this happen a few times throughout our lives um you know in like basically like prepubescent to puberty into like moving into our 20s we see a shift um we see a shift like before and after we have a kid um we see it at uh, during like pre premenopausal, peri and postmenopausal, everything you can also changes. See this in prolonged periods of sickness too. Like if you yes. are dealing with things like yeah. mono, 
Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, any any kind of inflammatory condition that affects your body's ability to deliver nutrition, so like di- like chronic inflammatory digestive yes, issues, absolutely. you see a lot of skin aging that happens oh, yes. because their skin's not getting nutrition. Just like you said, mm-hmm. it's going to be the last thing that gets yep. taken care of, right? Every mm-hmm. Your vital organs are going to be taken care of first. There's a lot going on when that happens. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. So, um, and I, I have, I've seen this a lot, actually, in, in my nutrition practice in the past, too. So, obviously, like... Like it can change over time throughout your lifetime, but it can also change over time seasonally, um, you know, with your climate and all of that. And really honestly, taking the steps to best identify what it needs is so essential for great function of the skin, obviously for aesthetics too. Um, and keeping the health of your skin in mind and kind of checking in regularly yeah. and being like, okay, seasonally, what, what, what's changing? What do I need to do? Um, and you can obviously think about that on like the nutrition side of things too. Like how can I support my body in different ways throughout these seasons of life and throughout so the year? So true. So I love that. Well, this is really fun. I'm super wow. excited to get to dive into each type so much deeper. Kickoff episode. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.